0: Today on Essential Change, the podcast, I want to talk about what we do in terms of a 1962 film, The Miracle Worker. This film is a real-life case study of the battle that we, as helping professionals, wage against the indecision and confusion of those that desperately need essential change. Welcome to Essential Change, the podcast. My name is Rich Jones. I'm an RN with over 30 years of nursing experience. I'm a certified life coach and health coach. For those who struggle with chronic self-destructive behavior, detrimental procrastination in health treatment, or are in dangerous relapse situations, an approach to essential change must be immediate, practical, and supportive. A better approach must not accept failure and relapse as business as usual. That percent sacrifice because you can't save everybody better approach must take a leave-no-one-behind attitude. It must intend to deliver life-altering, even life-saving results, and it must be financially ethical and guarantee results. This podcast is dedicated to those that need essential change, their families and their support systems. And it's also dedicated to the helping professionals that help people get better, stay better, and be better. The Miracle Worker is a 1962 biographical film about Anne Sullivan, a 20-year-old graduate herself from a school for the blind, uh, who teaches Helen Keller, a deaf and blind girl from infancy, to eventually become a prolific author, lecturer, and political activist. Now, Anne Sullivan's life was really similar to a lot of us helping professionals. Uh, she had her own set of hurdles to jump in her own personal life. She contacted an eye disease called trachoma, uh when she was very young, uh left her partially blind and basically without any reading or writing skills. When Anne was about sixteen years old, she was admitted to the Perkins School for the Blind. When she arrived at the school she was a very troubled young lady. There she had been suffered from abuse herself and uh there was a lot of trouble when she first got to the school. She was a, a difficult a difficult child, a very aggressive, difficult to handle. It spoke about poor manners, so she was a mess when she got to school. She had a lot a lot going against her. But with all those deficits, Anne eventually, at the age of 20, graduated from her class valedictorian. Now, Helen Keller was born to her parents, Arthur and Catherine Keller, in 1980 in Alabama, Uh When she was about 19 months old, she contracted a disease which uh, we believe at this point was either scarlet fever or meningitis. It left her blind and deaf. Uh, Later on, she went on to describe that as being lost at sea in a dense fog. This is really analogous to much of the community that we serve. A lot of times do no fault of their own. They're just not equipped to navigate society as it's structured. Helen had, up until the age of seven, developed her own rudimentary skills attempting to communicate with the family. But because of the lack of structure, uh, Helen was completely undisciplined, uh, virtually a wild animal. And because of the lack of structure, there was really no way for her to continue to improve upon the, the rudimentary uh, attempts of communication she had made with her family. And as you can imagine, any attempts to steer her or discipline her met with extreme frustration very similar to the aggressive attitudes that uh we as helping professionals sometime experience when we're trying to help somebody and bring them into the light there's a lot of disgruntledness and aggression usually toward attempts to change in 1886 At the age of seven, Helen's mother, Catherine, reading about the education of another deaf-blind woman, sent her daughter to a noted physician in Baltimore, who in turn sent her to Alexander Graham Bell. He himself had been working with the deaf and blind children in his area. He suggested to her to take her to the Perkins School for the Blind. The school's director suggested that the Kellers hire Ann Sullivan, his most recent valedictorian, as an instructor, then governess, and then personal companion for nearly 50 years. Now, the first meeting between Ann Sullivan and Helen Keller was extremely similar to the introduction we as helping professionals experience when meeting the more difficult individuals and situations. Anytime you introduce a completely opposite view of possibilities and results, this can be jarring. From the very beginning, there was a lot of friction In this relationship, to say the least, on top of Helen's deficits, the Kellers family was steeped in a Confederate heritage. This was the exact opposite from Anne's very progressive background and thought processes. But this is also true for us as helping professionals. We're not exactly expected to share or, you know, be obligated to have the same backgrounds or cultures as those we help. So we need to be mentally flexible. And Anne became very mentally flexible to the situation. Now, one of the most iconic scenes in The Miracle Worker is known as the dining room battle. The scene depicted Anne attempting and succeeding to have Helen use proper table manners Helen had been extremely wild and difficult for her family to handle and was not used to someone someone forcing her to bend her will. The scene depicted a physical and mental clash between the two. And this clash was actually needed in order to get Helen's attention. This scene really depicted the clashing of the wills between the teacher and the reluctant Student, uh, it's a cinematic equivalent to what sometimes needs to happen in order for us to effect essential change. Uh, on the set, both wore protective padding and clothing to really demonstrate the sheer violence and the clash of wills that happened on that uh, in that scene. The scene actually took nine cameras and five days to shoot. The scene basically showed that even though Helen wanted to learn. Being brought out of her darkness and her uncertainty was a really traumatic affair. And her aggression basically showed signs of her trying to protect ourselves. Very similar to what we see with people that are difficult to help. Uh, their, Their protection of themselves causes the aggression. And Anne understood exactly what it was going to take to reach Helen. And Anne also understood that it was going to be her job to teach Helen how to make the connection between hand signs and the objects in her world, just as it is our role to teach people how to make the connection between their innate abilities and being able to contribute to, in a positive way to their actual community. The big lesson that we as helping professionals can learn from The Miracle Worker is uh, how Anne continued to operate with persistence, love, and stubbornness. Anne understood Helen's fears and understood what it took to get Helen to make the connection. The most notable analogy from the film The Miracle Worker to our situation uh, can be exemplified in a quote that Helen Keller made about Anne Sullivan. Helen stated By nature she was a conceiver, a trailblazer, a pilgrim of life. So day by day, month after month, year in and year out, she labored to provide me with addiction and a voice, sufficient for my service to the blind. And our goal is to be thought of as the people we serve the same way Helen considered Anne, someone who was Persistent, kept coming with love, and very stubborn to help. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Essential Change, the podcast. Check us out at secondstarts.com, spelled with the number two, for show notes and updates on guests or follow up information. I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider sharing this show with anyone who suffers with detrimental procrastination, poor medical treatment adherence, chronic self-destructive behavior, dangerous relapse, or self-esteem-related failures. And also share with helping professionals such as medical practitioners, correctional and law enforcement, and social service professionals or anyone who cares. Again, thank you for listening. Let's help someone get well, be well, and stay well. You better go home I tell you it's my time to rise up Live the life I'm proud of So I woke up, sun in my eyes Forgot all about what I did last night What I do, remember that it was real, real life. Talks about me are never good I don't live like the way that I